This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Further post pro farmer crop tour yield deterioration. Most all corn market pundits took Pro Farmer's 168 bushel per acre corn yield estimate as a flyby. They did not see it coming and were not ready to accept it. From our vantage point, it is looking more accurate every day. In fact, given conditions since, they may be overstating yield prospects. There's no frost in the forecast yet, and as crops get pushed by recent heat and lack of rain toward maturity, the frost date is becoming irrelevant. There are soybeans here that are yellowing, after which frost or rain has little impact on improving the yield. Soybeans mature, of course, by reading day length, and the days are now shortening. Corn is showing advancing maturity as well. The problem with this is why. Crops are being pushed by drought in our region. That means that the fill will be something less than normal. The longer time spent between pollination and maturity for corn, the better in terms of test weight and yield. We had three days in the 90s last week, and you could visually see crops wither. Another two to three days of 90 degrees is in the forecast, and it is bringing this crop season to an abrupt, unfortuitous close. Crops here went in two weeks later than normal, and now drought is accelerating maturity, making this a short season. Heat has been a problem everywhere this season. Corn here is now rushing toward maturity in order of hybrids. Early hybrids look tough, but it will take a combine to determine if late varieties can perform. My residence is about 8 miles south from the border of Minnesota. The best corn that I have seen all year is the field at the end of the driveway to our cul-de-sac. We've had enough rain here where I live spill over from Minnesota to keep things green and in good condition this far down into Iowa, but a little further. Our farms in other counties south had less than 2 inches last month, and there is nothing in the forecast for the next 10 days, after which it will not matter. Even Minnesota splits with good crop conditions in central and eastern Minnesota, but not so great in the west. As a result of sparse rain and abundant heat for the western Corn Belt, both corn and soybean crop condition deteriorated further since the pro-farmer tour, and that deterioration is in a free fall this week. Offsetting improvement is rare elsewhere. The harvest time frame will be accelerated, but at a cost to overall production. A test plot in western Iowa found that their best corn yield was 50 bushel per acre less than last year, and their worst corn yield in the plot was 50 bushel per acre below last year, too. A report from the silage harvest in northwest Iowa found corn on corn yielding 5 tons per acre less than corn following soybeans. In a year like this, when corn needed to pull so much of its moisture requirement from subsoil reserves, as it is stressed by drought, it makes a functional root system all the more important. Compaction and rootworm damage is more of an issue in a drought year. Our extended family's feedlot needs earlage for cattle, so grows corn on corn. When soybeans were $8 a bushel and nitrogen fertilizer was cheap, I grew corn on corn too. I have a few new crop soybeans sold for $14 cash and hope that is a great place to start to begin sales. I advise those not compelled to grow corn for feed to move to a corn-soybean rotation as a cost and drought management strategy. This was very good advice for this year. My soybeans hopefully will also produce 60 to 70 pounds of nitrogen for next year. That is worth 34 to $40 an acre savings for next year's fertilizer cost growing corn. 
Corn roots draw deeper than soybean roots, so soybeans also do not tap out subsoil moisture reserves quite as fully as corn roots can. So there is a little something left in subsoil after soybeans to grow corn the following year. That is, if roots can go deep enough to reach it. Our climate scientists followed is forecasting a dry fall with limited recharge. That means that we would start off vulnerable next year. Most farmers in our area have high soil tests for fertility so they could skip a couple of years P&K purchases before seeing any yield impact. This might be a good year to let new P&K purchases go and use the fertility build up over the years in the soil bank. The question is whether you would be able to buy P&K cheaper a couple of years from now. Gosh, I would hope so. A subscriber shared this with us. Had a plot tour here at the farm on Thursday night for our co-op. When we were setting up for the meal, I visited with our manager. He said the fertilizer market was acting strange earlier in the week. A $100 increase in nitrogen prices three days in a row. And on Thursday, suppliers pulled prices altogether. He asked what was going on. They're trying to sort out their supply chain issues, and this is a sign that they're struggling to do so. The global shortage of fertilizer was not for this crop year, but for the next one coming. I would take what you're hearing seriously. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information and marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.